check, check. Mic check. Presented by Impact on PrepMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by Infab. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's 1201 p.m. Pacific. May 22nd, 2014, 702-586-7857, call in, it is the great outdoors this weekend, Glen Helen, the hills of Helen are alive, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships coming up this weekend, very, very exciting news, Supercross we're done with, we're going on to outdoors, and there's lots of questions, lots of things to talk about, and we welcome you to call us uh, on that number I gave you, 702-586-PULP. Fly Racing designs its race with a complement of riders, natural movements on the motorcycle, no unnecessary distractions, straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. Fly Racing products are distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. And, of course, NFAB, proud sponsors of the JGR Toyota NFAB team of uh, Nicoletti and Grant this weekend. Brayton is out. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Proudly hand-built in Houston, Texas. Uh, step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, more. Take your ride to the next level. Learn more about NFAB. Visit n-fab.com. We welcome everybody on. Took a couple of weeks off, but we're back, and we thank Fly, and we thank NFAB for coming on board. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, with me producing the show, holding things down behind the scenes, and generally making a nuisance of himself here. Uh, the Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hello, Steven. The outdoors are here. They're here, and I'm excited. No, you're not. I am excited. You don't get excited for anything but Apple launch products. (laughs) That is it. As excited as one can get for Moto, or as I could get for Moto, that's how excited I am. Do you have MAV-TV? I do. I I sprung the extra. It was the next package up, and I went for it. It's $4 for me, and I did it. It was more than $4 for me, but I still still bit the bullet. People need to understand, though. First Motos are free. Online. Mm-hmm. You do not need TV package to get the first motos. They are streaming online on AllySports.com. Second motos are on NBC Sports, which you have, I would assume. Yes. I have too. And uh, check the different schedules. I know it's not out yet, and Wygan is very upset about why the schedule is not out. Uh, we're not sure what's going on, but it should be out. Well, shit, today's Thursday. It should be out today or tomorrow. First motos are free. You do not need Mav TV, but they're also on Mav TV if you have them. And second motors are on NBC Sports. And uh, check your local listings for the times, because I know Glenn Helen is a weird time. And I think Wygant said one other one is a weird time for hockey playoffs. But, yeah, we're excited. Uh, lots, to, lots to talk about. We're going to David Pingree on the show and uh, Jason Thomas to break down the classes and talk about that. And um, so lots to talk about when it comes to 
the motocross series opening up here, and uh, we also are going to give away because it's the motocross series because it's opening up. You need to watch the motos. You need to go to the races and watch them. Fly Racing Factory Spectator Kit. You get a backpack with hydration. You get a fly umbrella. You get a fly wallet. You get a podium hat from Fly Racing. And you get a stoked tank top. It's a stoked tank. The sun's out. stoked just to get it, man. The sun's out. Put your guns out, bro, with this tank. I've got one. Not not the stoked one, but I got one of their tank tops. Actually really good. Ah, look at you. Mm -hmm. Wearing their belt right now. Oh, yeah, I'm all decked see. out, man. Good to see Tis Legendary on board with Fly Racing. They got good stuff. We were uh, we were wondering all about whether you would do it or not. But coming up, uh, David Pingree on the show from Racer X to uh, we're gonna break the t- break down the 250s with Pingree and uh, maybe break down the 450s with Jason Thomas from uh, Fly Racing here in a little bit. And of course, we want to give away that Factory Spectator kit to just a random caller seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Who do you got this summer? What are you thinking? Who's gonna win? Dunge Stu. Someone else? 250 class, wide open, man. Baggett and Wilson, probably the favorites, but, man, can Purcell do it? What about Muskan? Jason Anderson took a step up. There's a lot of guys that could that could win 250s, and I would be like, oh, okay. Zach Osborne, we didn't even talk about Zach Osborne that much. I would say four to five guys could win 250s, and I would say, okay, I got it. Cooper Webb, Jeremy Martin. I would say anybody – other than Stu or Dunge, winning the number one plate in the 450 class would be a surprise to me. I would be surprised uh, to see anybody else uh, on top. But uh, Kennard, Barsha, Roxon, all pretty good. I got a shot. Chad Reed, you can never count Chad Reed out. I think Reed's going to be uh, start the series a little bit slow, but I think that uh, eventually he'll come around. Again, uh, give us a call, 702-586-7857. Tell us what you think uh, to talk about what this man thinks. Racer X Online's David Pingree. Ping, what's up? Hi, Steven. Hi, Pingree. Um, what's going on? Not much. Fly Race and Moto 60 show. I think it might be the first time we ever had you on this thing. So, thanks for coming on. You never stop talking about dirt bikes, do you? <laughs> I know. I need to stop. You want to talk about hockey? I got, I got a lot of theories and opinions on that, too. Uh, uh. <laughs> Let's just let's stick to racing for now. All right. Hey, uh, let, let me first get uh, your opinion. As someone that um, certainly wasn't an outdoor motocross specialist but put in more than enough motos and nationals, podiums uh, in the 125 class, I want to ask you this. If you start Glenn Helen a little bit behind fitness-wise, training-wise, can you get it back? Can you get better? Or, you know, everybody sort of progresses as the series goes on. But if you're behind the eight ball, can you get back to the level you need to be on? Or are we going to see – what I'm thinking what I'm getting to is this weekend at Glen Helen, if we see some dude just fade, is that is that going to be what his summer is going to do? Well, no, I mean, you can make improvements, you know. I mean, you kind of have to just discipline your disappointment, know where you're at, you know. And I think uh, some guys don't recognize that and they – they uh, they'll get bummed out and get discouraged, and that can lead to just kind of a downward spiral for them. But if you know, okay, I'm not in that great of shape. I'm going to have to, you know, whether you're coming off an injury or you're just you didn't put the time in. I mean, if you're getting tired of doing 35 minute motos out at Glen Helen on a Thursday, yeah, you're in trouble this Saturday. I mean, when you <laughs> add in all those guys and the rougher track, you're in trouble. So. Yeah. Um, if they just realize that and go, okay, I'm going to 
get a top ten or a top whatever the hell our goal is, you know. And then yeah. the next weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna build on that. You know, I'm gonna make sure I recover good on Sunday and Monday and get some good laps in early in the week. And then, you know, you got to just be practical, be realistic about it, and kind of set a plan for where you want to be each week. Yeah. You know, we had to do that with uh, with Ben Townley when he came over and rode the 450 for us uh, when I worked at TLD. Mm-hmm. Um, he was coming off an, another injury and. He was like, man, I just, I know I'm not, I don't have, you know, I got 20 minutes in me maybe, and then it's, I'm hanging on. I'm like, well, all right. You know, the, and we just kind of laid out a goal, and it was like, by Mount Morris, let's try to be back on the box, you know. So we'll, that'll give you a month each week to keep kind of building and, and getting better and better. And um, shoot, he did better than we thought, but yeah, um, that's what you got to do. When you, uh, when you were a racer, did you, did you work slowly and get better? Did you start strong? I remember Glenn Helen, obviously, when we were teammates, when you don't remember, you did pretty well in that first round. But generally speaking, how was your experience racing the entire series? Like, did you did you get um, – I know some guys get, like, worse as the season goes on because it's a grind and it's a wear and tear. Were you one of those yeah, guys? I, yeah. Well, it just depended for me. You know, I, I had seasons where my fitness was really good, but I eventually just burned it out. Yeah. And, that's just as bad as being out of shape. You know, if, if your head's not in here, it's like, oh, how many rounds left? You know, I just want to be done. That, that's worse than being out of shape. So, you know, and I had it both ways where I was in shape. Yeah. But wasn't into it. I think, oh, one, you were part of that whole stuff, too. KPL, oh, man, I would rather have been anywhere. Than, than well, you had, a, you had a contract for oh, two, right? With KTM still? So. You were kind of super cross, yeah. You were over it a little bit, a little bit. But then, you know, I've had, I had other years where, uh, uh, you know, injury or whatever, and that stuff. Your uh, your phone's so, bre- your phone's breaking up a little bit. Try to try to move to that one corner of your house where it's good. Okay, is it better now? Yeah. Anyway, I had seasons where I was out of shape, but I was I was into it. I actually wanted well and having fun mm-hmm. and uh that's a struggle too so for me the good results i had the few podiums were when kind of they both came together you know i was mentally into it my fitness was there i was riding well yeah so um all right you've been at the test tracks uh lately and let's talk about more about 250 class with you you've gone on record as saying you think blake baggett's gonna win this thing you're mm-hmm. i mean for sure he hauls ass at, Glen, at Hangtown, and we know he's good at Glen Helen. He'll probably leave the first two rounds with the points lead, right? I mean, I, I, I even believe that. Well, if you, yeah, I mean, if you're making a guess or you had to put money on somebody, he's, he'd be the guy for me. Yeah. Um, and then what else are you seeing at the test tracks? Uh, Purcell is not putting down any laps, which does not surprise well, and me. This, <laughs> I, I hadn't seen him do any fast laps until mm-hmm. last Thursday, yep. or uh, Friday, sorry, at yep. our Racer X Pro Ride Day that we did. And... Um, Probably the last, I don't know, last hour and a half, like right towards the end, I yeah. saw Purcell go out and start like laying him down. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that's the that's the hardest I've seen him ride, you know. <laughs> and uh, he had Kehoe out there and all the Yamaha guys. So like, I don't know if they kind of encouraged him, hey, go, you know, put some fast laps in or what. But it was the end of the day. The track was pretty beat up, and he went out and started going for it. And then Baggett rolled in behind him. Yeah. And you, you could see him kind of like, they knew, they were kind of trying to feel out, like, okay, do I want to let him, you know, total mind games going on. And then <laughs> Baggett, Baggett pulls in, and 
and I thought for sure Purcell would pull over, and he didn't. He just kept kept it on. And those two went probably about five laps just getting after it, twisting it. And, no. um, oh, yeah? I would say Beggett was maybe three or four seconds behind him when he jumped in, and he caught him. And then down the big downhill, not the big downhill, what is the first one, Showy Hill or whatever they call it? I don't know. They, Everything they, is sponsored at Glen Helen, though. Yeah, I know, right? Well, they, they they have like a man-made inside berm, or you can go all the way down and use the lower berm. And Purcell went to the inside, and Baggett went down around the bottom and then had all the momentum up the hill and passed him. And I was thinking, you know what? Yeah. I think I think Purcell did that on purpose. <laughs> I think he took that inside, knowing it was slower, knowing Baggett would pass him. Like, I, you never know. I think he was, in my head, I'm going, he did that on purpose. He's trying to let yeah. Baggett think that he's got him covered. Yeah. So that, you know, at the race when he passes Baggett, that, yeah, I don't know. That guy confuses me. But <laughs> anyway, they're both, they were both hauling the mail. Yeah. Those two, I think you throw Dean, Dean Wilson, and there might be a couple other guys, Anderson maybe, who can, who will get there and surprise us. But I think those are your players. Uh, I, I like Wilson. I'm, I'm in the Wilson camp. I think he's going to end up doing it. I, I think Baggett last year, you know, he broke away from Alden Baker. He had the wrist problem. Uh, I know he didn't like his air forks. He was going through some air fork issues. He raced the whole season, and except for Bud's Creek, I never saw the Blake Baggett magic. Now Dean was hurt, so we never saw anything from Dean. But it makes me lean towards <laughs> Dean, you know, just because of what we saw from Blake and Porcel. Uh, it could be either it could, he could win, get fifth, or, or, or pull off. Yeah. So Porcel's a total unknown. Um, I, I think Dean will be really fast as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that you're discounting how bad Blake's wrist was. Um, you know, he broke yeah. it at Anaheim at the opener. Yep. Came back and rebroke it. And at one point, he was telling me the other day, he had seven fractures in that wrist. Yeah. They had, you know, pinned all the ligaments back together and kind of re-fixed it after Anaheim. And when he broke it again, it, it tore everything loose. Uh-huh. It couldn't repair the ligaments. I mean, his wrist is a disaster. He, um, It's his throttle hand, and when you... He, he can rotate it down, but if he tries to turn it up like you were twisting a throttle, it doesn't go past just yeah. parallel with his arm. Right, it, right. So he, he basically is like Rhino or whatever, where he's got a chicken wing it to turn the throttle. Yeah. But, but so he, was, he was telling me he was having problems. I mean, it hurt, for one. It hurt really bad all year. Mm-hmm. And then also, he was having issues like, imagine if your right wrist won't turn, and you go into a tight right-hand corner and try to get on the throttle. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? Well, you better because be you're, you better be regripping. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So and I started paying attention to Blake now and you'll see pictures of him like in the air. Yeah. His his right wrist is straight up, you yeah. know, cuz he's regripping in the air every time. Right. So, right. He's had to make some adjustments to his riding style and and all that, but last year he said he it was just torture to ride on his wrist all year what? and he's finally now to a place there's no pain. Mm-hmm. Um it doesn't bend, but at least it doesn't hurt and Okay, um, I, I get if that. If he stays healthy, I think he's I think he's Blake Baggett of 2012. I totally get what you're saying, and I understand the wrist was an issue and everything else. But at Bud's Creek, the guy rode phenomenal, and he won. He got he went two one on the day. So whatever he did at Bud's Creek only showed one weekend. And I'm always like, you know, why don't you why don't you uh, why don't you do that again, Blake? Or why can't you do that again? So that's we we saw Blake Baggett magic at one race. I don't know. You make good points, though, Ping. You know. You're talking to him, so, you know. Yeah, I, hey, we're just standing around here guessing like a bunch of idiots. So, I mean, <laughs> this is just what I'm gathering. Um, 
We'll, we'll, we'll know after this Saturday, right, or we'll have a better idea. Yeah. I'm curious to see where Moose Can is. I thought he would be a player in this title, but I'm hearing from people that he's just, he's just back on the bike. He's not going to be ready. He's going to be a guy who will get better over the season, but I don't know if that's going to be good enough to keep him in the hunt with, with those, with those other guys. Um, and Anderson, I think Anderson will take a step up from last year. He was pretty good last year, had a shitty end of the year, but I think he'll be a factor. He'll, he'll, he's been riding pretty well from what I hear. Yep, I'm curious to see how he does and how Seeley does. I think both of them kind of have something to prove outdoors. I would say they both uh, excel in Supercross more. So yeah, I'm sure that it's it's in both of their plans to like prove to themselves and prove to other people that hey, I can ride outdoors too. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Um, Seeley, what about def- your guy, Wacko Zacco? What about Wacko Zacco? I- you know, we did a we did a podcast, a 250 MX preview podcast, and uh, he listened to it. And I said in there that he's a half a step, not a full step, a half a step off the top guys. So then he sent me a photo of him on the bicycle and said, "Here's me trying to get half steps." I'm like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> <laughs> Wacko Zacko yeah. takes things very personal, as you know, as you know. <laughs> the last Thursday, I was out at uh, Glen Helen just doing some riding, and he was out there, and he texted you a picture of me. Yes. And said, this guy. And you text him back, break his leg. <laughs> Real nice. Well, I, you know, he, he's the one that said he uh, he wanted to do that in that flag football game. So I thought, well, here's your perfect chance, Zach. <laughs> oh. uh, but, yeah, so what do you think of him? Well, I mean, what do you – he needs – it's it's contract year for him like, like it is for a lot of guys. He needs a big outcome. Yeah. You know, the hard part is, you watch a guy ride, and you can kind of get, okay, yeah, he looks like he's going fast, he's charging hard. But until you line him up and it's in a race situation and they go, it's just it's really hard to tell. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys where, yeah, he looks great. But if he doesn't get good starts or, or maybe he's, you know, just looks like he's going fast, but he's revving the piss out of like, oh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, you yeah. know he's going to be good. He'll be inside the top ten. There's no question. He's fit. But... uh like we talked about, you got to be mentally there, physically there. Bike's got to be good. There's a lot of pieces that come together, and and uh, hopefully he can put them together somewhere. Right? He's definitely got, at one time or another, he's had all the right pieces. Just yeah, I feel like they haven't come together at the right time for him. Do you like who do you like on that Geico team to be the number one guy, uh, Bogle or him, or maybe Bichelli or Bell? But I'm just assuming it's Bogle or, or him. I, I think I think it's Zach. Um, but that said, I haven't really watched Bogle ride much outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, he was out there that at our ride day, but he didn't. He was doing a lot of testing. He wasn't really throwing motos down, so it was kind of hard to see. Yep. Um, but you know, well, with that guy's luck, maybe the top eight or nine guys will all go out with an injury and he'll win the title. <laughs> there we go. Right. Hey, uh, Glen Helen itself. What does the track look like? How's it shaping up? I saw some photos of a big triple step up. I saw a velodrome. Uh, What's old Jody doing uh, out there, and, and what's your thoughts on that? Um, it's you know it's typical Glen Helen. They, I, I kind of feel like they overdo it with the hills. I go, okay, you know, <laughs> we got it. Got big hills, yeah, we get it. <laughs> Every part of that track is up or down a hill, you know. But um, I think it'll, it'll be good. It's it's typical Glen Helen. It's going to be rough and deep ruts, and yeah. there's two two like cliff dips up Mount St. Helens now oh, where the geez. guys have to yeah, yeah. kind of step up over like a road jump, you know, or whatever. And uh-huh. it gets, it'll get super rutted. And, um, 
I think it'll be it'll be good in the sense that it's, it's a wide track and it makes for a lot of opportunities to pass. And it gets rough. It gets rough too, which is oh good. man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they had like that triple step up you're talking about. I wouldn't jump it. <laughs> really? I mean, not yeah. not like I'm you yeah. know Superman or anything, but like I'll, I'll usually jump stuff that's on an outdoor track. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're you still got skills. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't want any part of it. If you went long, <laughs> you're landing into the berm and blowing out all your joints. If you go short, you hit the deck and then bounce off into the berm. I mean, it's you, there was a guy that day at the pro day who knocked himself out. We had to, I had to end up going over and helping him. Oh, really? Oh, ping, ping, jumping in there. I like it. Oh, um, I, had, I, had, I had two guys in the last hour break their femurs. Oh, the geez. paramedics out there were just spinning. Oh man! Um, so you so. you don't think that this kind of jump should be on the track, or are you just saying? It's, or no, you, it's a it's a cool jump. That the yeah. landing needs to be tamed down. You right, know, you, right. You can't ask that those guys at at thirty minutes into a moto battling with other dudes. Yeah, in you know, hit this thing. high temperatures <laughs> at the first round of the year. Hey, be perfect on this jump every single lap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just not necessary. This the jump's exactly the same if they just rounded off the landing a touch. Right, like the top That's, of that deck down a little bit. Yeah, it's still big. It's still massive. Just yeah, fix the landing. Um, yeah, it's a little safer. Seven zero two five eight six pulp seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Uh, still looking to give away a Fly Racing Factory Spectator Kit Ping with um, uh, a backpack, a hydration with a hydration uh, port in it, a podium hat, a, a fly umbrella, a fly wallet, and a stoked tank. Tank top. Stoked. Yeah. So Now this hydration pack, uh, could a fan take that this weekend and put beer in it? I would think so. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I just upped the ante for anybody out there listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, um, when you were racing 125s, I don't, you never raced a 250F at Glen Helen National, right? You were done by then? Um, uh, yeah, no, nope, never did. Did you, going up Mount St. Helens, you had to get down in first, right, on 125? Going up it? Yeah. No, you were in second. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you went all the way down. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty. No, it's if pretty... you screwed up or something, I mean, you might need to get to first, but mm-hmm. you would you would never go lower than second. Okay, all right. I was just checking because sometimes I, I raced it with the world vets, and yeah, you're 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 struggling at the top. Your bike's struggling. Then again, you know, yeah. could have been just me. Yeah, it's a big hill. It's a big um, hill. Hey, so you touched on Sealy a little bit, and I, I did want to talk to you about the Troy Lee guys. Uh, you you know, you used to manage there. Um, Still know those guys well. Still know the program. Cole Seeley's got a factory Honda ride next year, 450s. And I was going on and on in our podcast about, like, I think he's only made a couple of top fives. I know he made a podium at Paula. I, I don't know if he ever got another top five. He must have somewhere along the line. He needs an outdoor season because, look, Supercross is more important. Uh, Supercross is the glamour. But he's got to do something this outdoor season. And you think he will? <clears throat> I hope that he will. Um, Cole's problem is he's 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 very ADD. He can't. He's not the kind of guy to just grind things out, you know. Um, so the outdoors for him, going out to the tracks and just riding forty minute moto after forty minute moto and mm-hmm. hours after hours on the bike or whatever, that's just not really him. Yeah. Um, but he's that's got- why Supercross works for him. It's it's quick. It, it keeps yeah. his brain busy and. Um, even the workouts are short, high intensity stuff. So this is going to be a challenge for him, but I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I don't, I don't care how great he does in Supercross next year. I mean, if you're, if you're looking realistically at how he might do, if he goes to the outdoors and he can't 
crack the top ten. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be tough. Right. That's kind of what, what I'm thinking, you know. Um, Savachi is out. We got news. Savachi is out due to injury. Uh, Millsaps is out. Brighton is out also uh, for this weekend. So the rest of the TLD guys, they're uh, McElrath and Nelson. I, I, I don't know. Flip a coin, right? Nelson's got some more experience than McElrath, but McElrath had a pretty good Supercross season. Yeah, Shane was really consistent. I, I, I'm actually really hoping those guys do well. Um, Shane's an awesome kid, and he's super fit. I think his style is lends itself to outdoors a little bit better. He's um, really smooth, stands up a lot, like really, really got a good style. So if he can just in his head that he belongs up front, if he can get a couple good starts and run up there for a while, mm-hmm. I think Shane could really surprise some people. And yeah. um, and I, I think the same with Jesse. I know they did a test. After Seattle, Honda rented Hangtown. Yeah. And Jess, Jesse's from up in that area, so, I mean, this is a little skewed, but um, they all threw down at the end of the day and did a moto, and he was, like, the fastest guy there of oh, everyone yeah. that was there. So oh, Interesting. Yeah. He's, he's got the speed. He just, you know, he's put it all together. Fantasy dorks alert, even though it was Hangtown. It's still something. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely he'd be a good pick for Hangtown either way. Right, right. Um, hey, uh, also, too, on the podcast – I said this was going to be a big summer for Darren Durham, a big bounce-back summer. So good job on uh, that by me. Uh, yeah. Bummer. Uh, that's a big – you, listen, you're, you're almost a doctor. That's a pretty serious injury. Yeah, I, I don't know the extent of it. You, you definitely uh, spiral. mess that tibial plateau up. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where your femur is sitting down on all the time, you know. If that platform is screwed up, he's going to have knee issues forever. So – I'm really crossing my fingers for him, hoping it's it's uh, at least something they can repair mm-hmm. completely. You know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to some test or some uh, some questions here. Neil, Neil, what's up? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's your question? Hey guys, I was uh, just wondering why people test at places like uh, Milestone. Like I was talking to Johnny Oler, the JGR suspension guy, and we've talked about it a whole bunch of times that it makes no sense to test at a track that is that flat and is that hard-packed at all times. I just didn't know if you guys had any more insight or if that was something you guys used to do back <clears throat> back when you guys were riding or when Ping was racing and you were wrenching. What do you think, Ping? Neil, I, I don't want to know, why, what are you doing not at work right now? Or is your boss I am, making this I actually call? am at work right now. <laughs> um, I, I, Steve, I don't know what you say. I, for me... First of all, milestone on certain days they they kill it deep. Like Wednesdays is pro day, and they rip it up and they combine two tracks. So it's um, it's it's okay. You can test like some engine stuff there. I, I would say if you're focusing on suspension, it's probably not the best place to go. But yeah, um, but if you're testing chassis stuff or triple clamps or you know, there's a lot of things you could go out there and make some progress with. Really, I mean, it just seems like a fast arena cross. Tra- I mean, like a like a jumpy arena cross track, I just didn't understand why anyone would it's, do that. No, it's definitely not a jumpy arena cross track. No, it's not that. Um, I get what you're saying, Neil. It's it, it, it's it does get rough. They're, they make some rollers and stuff, but honestly, you, you know why? You know why they go there? Because <laughs> Bud's Creek is across the country. Yeah, you know, Unadilla's not available. I mean, it's it's close. Here. It's closer. The best thing you got. Yeah, it's close. I mean, you got. I mean, they have Glen Helen. You have Glen Helen's Hank, only. I mean, race down. Glen Helen's only open on Thursday. Uh, so I mean, can, they got access. I mean, Kerry Hart took his guys to Zaka. Yeah, the, the, I mean, and these teams do that. They go to Glen Helen. They go to Sunrise. 
Um, you know, they, they, they go up there, comp edge and stuff. So I think what you're seeing, I don't think, Neil, you're seeing all the testing done at Milestone. I think what you're seeing is the guys practicing at Milestone. And the reason they're practicing there is because it's close and it's easy and they probably all get in for free and they're riders. You know? Yeah, and you, and you know you know what else? It, this is um, this happens a lot. Like people will test. Okay, Glen Hill, and that's the that's the that's a national. That's like a real national track. We'll test out here until we get it perfect. They get the bike working great at Glen Helen, and then they go to Hangtown, and it works like crap. Yeah, you know you can yeah. set a bike up for one type of dirt, one type of track, bumps, whatever. That doesn't mean it's going to work great for you all summer. So I think they take, they get a setting, and then they start going to these different places. Even if it's not super realistic, you're going to have some ruts, some bumps, some things that would be like you'll see at a national at another track, and see if it does anything weird. You know, yeah. hey, it's, it's it's doing this. It didn't do that at Glen Helen. What the hell? You know, and they can work through some of those things. Yeah, Ping. I, yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't know how many times. You know, High Point was always the first East Coast race for for almost every year I was a mechanic, and. We nail our settings at Glen Helen or Angtown, and we're happy. And we go to we go to High Point, and it's rainy, and it's muddy, and it's dirt, it's East Coast dirt, and it's ruddy, and everything that works so great now works like shit. So yeah, you know, it's almost like Neil. You you, you really you six on one, half dozen on the other. You just like Pink said, you can't nail yeah, it. you can't nail it anyway anywhere you go. So yeah, I had one other question, Mathis. You were talking about having copper beryllium uh, uh, master cylinders. I mean uh, calipers, calipers, calipers. Yeah. Isn't that rich stuff really soft? Um, it wasn't bad. It was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't that soft. No, I mean, uh, we, we put it. It was right. good enough for calipers. I remember I was filing it to get the uh, the brake hose on, and I was told not to breathe the stuff. I could die. I didn't really. Oh uh, yeah, because I'm a machinist. And I'm machining some right now, and I or I yeah. was machining some, and uh, that stuff makes some pretty bad odors. Yeah, I was. I was told not to immediately stop that and not to do that anymore. So. I didn't know. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks guys. All right. Thank you. Uh, Steven, you got a question about RV? Yeah. Um, it's, it's more or less kind of a bench racing question, but sure. um, uh, I think it was in uh, the Four Legends Supercross documentary. Uh, Tom talked about how if he didn't get hurt, he probably would have retired the next year. And that time off the bike kind of propelled him to do a couple more years. Um, do you think that, well, this is a two-part question, actually. Do you think that Ryan Villapoto, um, now that he is hurt, do you think he still retires after his contract's up, or do you think he does a couple of years? The second part of that question is, uh, I think his old trainer was Jeff Spencer. Is that correct? RVs, yeah. Yep. Okay. If he, yeah. Okay. If he's still with Jeff Spencer, do you think he retires after his contract's up as well? What do you think, Ping? Like, I mean, what do you think, Ping? Two-part question. I, I think, I think, Absolutely, he retires when his contract's done. Uh, I think I wouldn't be shocked if he retires before his contract's done in one way, from, shape, or form from, or another. Yeah, from um, what I've been told, Ping, I talked to uh, one of his guys in his camp, the 2015 contract is an option. He doesn't even have yeah. to do it. He could he could pack it in before then. Well, there you go. Yep. So I think he's going to – my guess is he's waiting to see how this knee feels, see how his, his head is, and if he's got any – doubts or hesitations i think he's over it so and i don't and as far as working with other guys i mean the pressure is the same no matter where you're at i know alden grinds those guys pretty hard but you know that also brings the wins too yeah do you think maybe ping you, you were missing an alden baker type for your outdoor success for dude your- i'll tell you what we didn't have trainers back then yeah i know huh? <laughs> i would have loved to have had a guy who would call me on my bs and 
right. hold me accountable. And there was a lot of days I'd be laying in bed going, ah, I don't think I feel good. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I'm probably overtrained. I should just chill out today. Right. And a trainer would be like, no, you're being a bitch. Get yeah. Up and let's go. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Steven. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Jared, what's up, man? You want to talk Cole Seeley, of course. Of course. Um, I think it was, like, 2011 that he got a third place. I think it was at, like, Millville or some Washougal or something like that. I was looking through the results. Okay. But I was going to ask you, what did you guys think about him? But as I was on hold, you guys had kind of yeah. discussed him. Yeah, it's a big, big so, year for him. I actually had another question about AC, though. Um, I know on the podcast you had mentioned that he said, jokingly, he was Utah only. Yeah. Um, does it make any sense for him to even come back to Utah? Like, just, yeah. you know, with the – Show the heel and then get ready for Supercross. I don't know. He he he's telling people that he may make it back for the end of the season, but I I, I doubt it. Ping, what do you what do you know or what do you think? I don't know anything. I I, I think it all depends on how that shoulder is. But as as big of a deal as that is, why would you come back for one or even two races? I mean, yeah, you know, give that give that thing the rest it needs, build it back up, get it getting strong before you even get back on the bike. What I would say. Yeah, I'm sure his agent Russ is giving him the same advice. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Jared. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. See ya, Sinjin. Hey, what's going on? Jimmy here? Albertson will be my surprise private top privateer this summer. So what? Do, what? What's his uh, moto scores? You think for Glenn Helen? Moto scores at Glenn Helen. Well, I don't think he's a Glenn Helen type of guy. Sixteen, fourteen. What? You think that poor? Well, I just think Glenn, Glenn Helen isn't going to be his strong suit. That's all. I'm saying 12, 13. Okay. Well, geez, I'm so di- much yeah, different I, than you. Well, I, I, I'm kind of thinking around Stingin's line. Okay. I'm good on there. There you go. Yeah, but, yeah, well, I mean, uh, come on, 16. I mean, that's pretty shitty. And then um, a real quick question about the Crossland team. How, do you know anything of uh, if they're going to be coming back supporting you next year or you don't know yet? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ping, do you know anything? About the Crossland team? Yeah, they're coming back. Yeah, ask Ping. Yeah, you know, I think they've got – from what I understand, they've got some cool things lined up for next year. Um, I don't know how much of that they want out, but it sounds like, yeah, they'll be back and All better right. than ever. All right. There you go, Sinjin. Sounds good. All right. See you guys at Glen Helen. All right. See you. Uh, last hey, call. I, got, I met that guy. He came out to uh, – he was out of the Thursday practice. He looks nothing like what I thought he'd look like. No. Yeah, he looks like an, a little angel child. And then – I was. You know what I was picturing? What? That Sinjin guy from one of the first American Idol seasons. <laughs> I pictured him like dark skin, a big hair, and like he was going to be just this snappy little dick, like you know, Sanjaya, Sanjaya, angry, right, right. Sanjaya. That's, yeah. that's what I pictured him like. Right. No, totally not him. No, did he have his chick with him? No, I didn't. Uh, he's pulled a, his chick is way out of his league. So really, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, last call for David Pingree. Chad, what's up, man? Hey, Mathis. Now you doing all right? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I was actually just sitting at work and I heard Ping mention uh, filling the hydration pack with beer, and it got me to thinking I better call and check about it. Uh, also, just wondering what y'all's thoughts were on Bogle. Um, you mentioned him a little bit in the 250 preview, um, but I didn't know. Did y'all think he's a better Supercross uh, versus motocross rider, or uh, what? It seemed like he was pretty consistent. I know he was on the East Coast, and there were some injuries, and right. uh, a little bit weaker maybe, but I th- it, I think uh, I think Chad. I think quietly, Bogle had a pretty good second half of the Nationals last year. Nobody was really talking about him, but he was riding pretty well. He was coming yeah, on. Yeah, that's too. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Ping? Yeah, all I can go on here is is what uh, I've heard, and you know, guys that have been watching him ride just say he is riding really well. 
obviously confident from Supercross, and I think he's going to have a breakout year like for outdoors for him. But if you go back and look at like he did a race at Paulo, was his rookie year, I think, mm-hmm. where he did really well. You know, I mean, like he's had some motos where he's been up front, so I don't think it should really come as a surprise to see him up there. Um, I just yeah. don't know that he's. I don't know if he's going to be. Baggett-Wilson-Purcell pace or just sort of that next group back? If if he can lead that next pack, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? And and, then Because it's a step up. I know he's really working with his trainer, Ryan, and uh, he's crediting Ryan with really, like, helping him out and turning his career slash life around. So that bodes well for that. Yeah. So, uh, hey, do do you want to – Ping, do you want to give this guy the hydration pack for beer? Well – it sounds like he's going to fill it with the right stuff and really use it the way it was meant to be used. So. Okay. All right. Uh, you win, uh, Chad. You win the uh, Fly Race in Factory Spectator kit, backpack, podium hat, fly umbrella, fly wallet, and a stoked tank. The sun's out, Chad, so put your guns out with this Fly Racing <laughs> tank top. So stay, I'll, stay I'll on hold. Down. Yes, Thanks, stay, Thanks, stay on hold. Tits will get your info. Thank you. Cool. All right. Uh, Ping, we got to let you go. Thank you. For coming on. Yeah. 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 Anytime. Good, time. good times. We'll Thanks. See you, Glenn Allen. Yeah. Sounds good, Pink. See ya. All right. That's uh, David Pinkery from RacerX Online. Hey, Fly Racing, official gear of Andrew Short, Matt Gerke, uh, Trey Kennard, and many others. Uh, fly, and they make much more than gear. Uh, they produce a full range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Make sure you check out flyracing.com to view, view their full range of hard parts. And, of course, NFAB, the JGR Toyota NFAB team. Uh, Justin Brayton is out this weekend, but Nicoletti and Grant will be there, and Grant will be hauling ass probably uh, while he's there. On the track or on the trail, the hottest-looking, hardest-working trust accessories are NFAB. Visit n-fab.com. Use the contact form on pulpmx.com if you want to get a bit of a discount from uh, anything that NFAB makes. So uh, do that, and then let's move on to our next guest. Uh, He's hawking fly race wear as we speak probably. Jason Thomas, what's up? What's going on? Not much. We just had David Pingree breaking down the 250 class. I want to talk to you about the 450s a little bit. We, uh, Do it. We gave away our Fly Racing Factory Spectator kit. Uh, All right. Pingree wants to know if the hydration pack can hold beer in the backpack. I think it probably sure it can. Yeah. Uh, we may or may not have engineered it <laughs> for that specifically. Right. 702-586-7857. You got a question about the 450 class or shit, about anything outdoor-wise. Um, and you can uh, call in and talk to Jason Thomas or myself. Um, Tits, do you think your guy Ryan Dungey is going to win the title? Are you are you confident? If I were a betting man. Yeah, which you're not. Typically, even I'm even not. Even though you live in Las Vegas. Typically, I'm not. Right. Uh, I would be willing to put a little bit of money Small, small amount, you know, a couple grand, um, okay. saying that he would take the home championship, yeah. Okay. Right. feel pretty good. Because RV is out. And, yes. And, and cream cream R- rises to the top. Yeah, the yeah. cream rise. Uh, if RV was in this, I would uh, not be willing to make any bets. So you, like many people, think James Stewart cannot stay consistent. I think consistency will be his downfall. Okay. Or have the the potential. Yeah. That's right. uh, no, it's probably yeah. not a, not a bad speed thing. Speed is not going to be the problem. <laughs> right. We can work with the speed. You, everyone can work with speed. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, JT, what? what we're, and we are in Vegas right now. Tits and I are in Vegas. We live here. So let's put some like. What do you think? You're a betting guy. Is there any? Is there? 
What are the odds that James could win this title? 24 motos, no crashes, no DNFs. You know, can that happen? I'd put him like I'd put him uh, three to one, five to two, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think I think I'm yep. with you. Yeah, it's gonna be tough though, man. Like he's got a he's got Dunge covered, I think, at speed, but you know, I put Jane. I put uh, excuse me. I put Dungey, man, two to one, three to two. Yeah, like, it, not good odds at all. I, I don't know. want you betting that. <laughs> Do you think that? Uh, think I mean, there's. Definitely people in the pits, and I don't know so much this year, but in years past, his competitors and other people in the pits are saying James Stewart's fitness is no good. Uh, I don't hear as much, that as much, and I don't believe that, but do you? I, I don't think so this year. Um, I think even at the, the press conference in Anaheim, that was uh, very obvious just in his face, how drawn in his face was that he had put his time in. He was lighter, thinner. He just looked like a different person physically, so... Uh, I think he's proven that on the racetrack. We haven't seen any kind of uh, any kind of issue with yeah. endurance at all, and I would expect the same thing outdoors. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think so. I think his fitness is going to be on point. It's going to be fine. Um, hey, uh, you did a on pulpamex dot com. You did a hammerhead designs column where you broke down the top twenty four fifty supercross riders to join myself and Swiss Gore. We did our own column, but you have a beef with me on the bikes. You think that. And I didn't say bikes don't matter. I said bikes don't matter as much. A good rider can overcome. You strongly disagree with that. You think that it's not that I it's not that I disagree so much with the the rider can overcome some things. I just think that it does play a huge role. I think that the bikes are very very important. And specifically, once the rider feels that the bike isn't good, uh, then it plays even a, a bigger role. So uh, I think that you can you can put a one rider on a few different bikes, and if one bike is significantly better than the other, you're going to see a drastic change in results. But you really think that's that's the bikes are, are significantly better or worse? I know you're on the um, you know I know you're on the Honda. Yeah, not, not always. Yeah, but yeah, year to year, I think yeah. there are some bikes that are really good and some that are really bad. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I know your buddy Chad Reed did not like that Honda last year. Was not happy, but. I don't care how bad the bike is. He was incredibly not there, not the Chad Reed we know, outside the top ten, battling, right. battling. And I just can't see how a bike could, you know, make the ch- make that big of a difference. I think he was out of shape. Well, I think he was a little out of shape and a little over it and, you know, not happy, and that kind of manifested itself. I think that I think that's true to a point, but from, from my own personal experience, I know that the 2009 Honda – um, the 2013 Honda I rode, uh, the 2010 Yamaha, um, there were, there were certain bikes where I was just like, this thing is not anywhere close to as good as some of the other models yeah. that are available. So I think when you have bikes like that, where it's not just me, you know, I, I went through my own trials and tribulations on them, but you have guys that are very, very outspoken, maybe not publicly, but uh-huh. Very consistent in the fact that they don't really care for this particular model. The 09 Honda was that way. The 13 and 14 Honda seems to be that way. The uh, new revolution, maybe the older style now, but Yamaha was very much that way for lots of guys. So right. I think there's uh, there's plenty of evidence that there, you know, typically there's at least one model a year um, that's just not quite there. Okay. All right. Hey, in your career, and I asked Ping the same kind of question. I'm interested in getting your take on it. Would you – were you the type of guy that came into the first national and you were a bit behind your training 
and you got better as the season went on? Or, you know, did you come in pretty good and by the end, by Unadilla, by Southwick, you're over it and you're, you know, you're kind of going through the motions? Like, what kind of guy were you and how hard is it to make up, say, fitness or outdoor aggression as the series goes along? For me, um, I always put such an emphasis on Supercross because uh, that was where my employers put a lot of emphasis, and I felt like I could make more money there, and mm-hmm. um, I kind of wanted to get good results at the end of that season. So I would I would ride Supercross so deep into the season that typically my outdoor beginning would struggle a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that it was that far into the season, but at least by the second or third week I started to come around, and then you know a month into it I was I felt like I was at 100%. So... I felt like my situation may be a little bit different than these other guys who have been preparing and, and at least doing some testing for, you know, six or seven weeks. For me, it was like last minute. Like, I wouldn't even start riding outdoors <laughs> until a week or two before the season started. Okay, so you'd be behind then come the opener. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I felt like the first race, man, I would be in shape. It wasn't that, but just speed-wise and settings and being comfortable with my setup and all that would be way behind where I felt like it should be. So how hard is that to catch up to the pack? Or did you find it took to the East Coast to get kind of back to where you want it to be in outdoors? I generally felt like it just took a couple races. And honestly, the biggest help was actually racing. Uh, once you get into those motos, you are you push hard and you get into, you know, you're racing with guys that are maybe more prepared. So once you've done it a, a lot, uh I guess multiple seasons like I had, it comes back yeah. pretty quickly. Okay. Um, that would, that would, the biggest help was just getting out there in the races and, and sorting it out. And, you know, after one or two, maybe by the third race, you were really, you know, you were coming around pretty good by then, but mm-hmm. it's really just seat time more than anything. Uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Uh, talking, talking nationals, Glenn Helen this weekend, fly race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Hey, what do you, so the news came out today. Millsaps is out. To at least Muddy Creek. Yep. Uh, what's your take on that? Oh, man, there's a lot of uh, something. There's a lot of something's to weird. It. Something's weird, man. Something's yeah, weird. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to it. And I've been talking about this kind of all morning since the news broke. But um, you know, I think there's a few things. I, I know that there was some bonus structure issues from last year, kind of lingering. Um, obviously, the injury that he kind of broke. We broke on uh, on Monday morning. Uh, we we kind of known about a little bit, but that's obviously a huge part of it is that he he doesn't feel like he's a hundred percent. And I, I think too, he I think he has. But that's like uh, he's already saying I'm out for three weeks. Muddy Creek's a round four. So yeah, no, like, I, I I agree. I, and I really, what it comes down to for me, I really think he's trying to put off racing on his current team as long as possible. <laughs> I do. I think he has plans to go or. Or I've heard the yeah. ink is already dry on another deal. Yeah. So I think anything he can do to continue to get paid and not be at the races, that's what he's trying to do. And he's just uh, trying to get to his mm-hmm. new situation as quickly as possible. Uh, actually, uh, Tits, uh, you uh, you breaking news? Just went to promotocross.com yeah. and uh, says Muddy Creek's actually What's round four? five. What's Number four? four is High Point. Oh. So, yeah, a month. Muddy uh, Creek, yeah, June 28th. A month. I thought it was. Yep. I thought it was four. So basically, he's just like, ah, I need a month. That's well. If a you little, if you yeah. if you listen to if you take him at face value for what he said, he just started riding this week. Yeah. it kind of makes sense. I mean, if he hasn't been riding at all and he's going to ride two days and show up at Glen Helen, that's probably not going to go real well. So, 
what do you what are what is the team really gaining other than just having the bike on the starting line? Right. He's not gonna he's not gonna really get any results, and it's not like he's gonna take chances with his safety to to get a result at that first race mm-hmm. when he's not ready. Uh, are you on the uh, fly racing Trey Canard bandwagon like uh, our Jason Wygan is? I am. Uh, obviously, I really, really like Trey, and he's a huge part of our uh, race support program here. Um, I think we just definitely leading that charge, though. Uh, but I, I can promise you nothing would make me happier than to see the 41 rounding that uh, Talladega turn on Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon out front. We got we got Kennard, Barsha, Roxon, um, maybe a Weimer, uh, that, that next tier guys, Metcalf. You know, it's going to be interesting to see who gets that third spot. Who's the, you know, Stewart and Dunge are a step ahead, and it's, yeah, it's after that, it's a battle. I don't, I don't know that I put, I don't know that, I don't know that. In a one-race one race format, if you're just talking about for set, just Saturday, yeah, I don't know that you can say that it's, uh, that well, James and Dunge are just going to be out front, and that's how it's going to be. I don't, I don't know that for sure. I think over 12 rounds, yeah, maybe, yeah. that's a different story, but... With the way Glen Helen's going to be, everybody is so amped up with Villapoto out, and they all think they can win the title. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be really, really interesting because those guys are going to be laying it on the line. Like that, everyone feels like this is their chance. Well, don't forget about the eight hundred, doing as well. Yeah, race. absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've been pushing the the eight hundred all along. Tits, how does the eight hundred do this weekend? Is is one one race? Three three. Okay. Three three strong. I could see that. I, I could go with that for sure. Three three. Oh. I have I have a uh, hundred dollar Twitter bet that he's going to get top five overall. With who, that person is going to lose whoever that person is that you bet. Yeah, we'll see. I'm 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 hoping so. Top five overall. I mean, unless he has a bike problem, you know what I mean, like something like that. But no, I I agree. That's why I'm yeah. I'm uh, yeah. why I took the bet. Yeah. What are you laughing at, Tess? Uh, I was just thinking about it. Is, yeah, that's funny. I don't know who the I don't know who the guy was that was betting him, but yeah, that's silly. He, he, that's uh, um, you got to know something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's Mike himself. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's Mike himself, and he's, he's going to sabotage <laughs> hand on it or something. Yeah, um, but no, I think that's that, that's easily attainable for my top five, uh, no doubt about it. Unless something, unless disaster strikes. Um, and then uh, also in that class, uh, your buddy Chad Reed. Are you still a couple weeks ago? You're of the opinion that uh, it's going to be a slow start for him due to a shoulder injury. You still on that? Still on that uh, bandwagon? You think that he'll get he'll start slowly and get better? I don't know that it'll be so slow. I just don't think it'll be his absolute potential, if that makes sense. Um, I think it'll just be he'll be at eighty or ninety percent versus a hundred percent. And I think if he's at a hundred percent, he's a he's a threat to win every weekend. I just don't expect him to come out and win this particular weekend, really. I th- I think I'm kind of with you. I, I I don't know if he can come out and and you know be stellar at Glen Helen, but geez, a couple years ago at Hangtown, he was putting the heat on uh, Dunge and uh, Villapoto. I think he went three three on the day, and for a while he was going for the lead. You know? Oh so, yeah, I, yeah, like absolutely. If he's a hundred percent, it's it's a completely different uh, synopsis for me. But. I just don't think he's there yet. I think he's going to need a couple of weeks before he's ready to go out there and, and try to whole shot and run away with the thing. I think he's just going to try to get through it, get a top five overall, get points, and you know continue yeah. his healing process. Really, can you imagine if he could win this title? Can you imagine? I think it's very possible. I mean, I know from speaking with him, he felt like that 
the Supercross Championship was was his for the taking. <laughs> with you know, Villapoto had some issues, and that is that is obviously so the, the last four right. four races uh, were pretty impressive. But I think up until then, the door was open. I mean, there was there was a strong chance for somebody to jump in there, and wow. I know he felt like he could have. That is so Chad. <laughs> um, if, there's no one who believes in himself more than him, more than Chad. Well, and and, yeah. and I think if you look at it objectively, there were a lot of weekends where you could have made up a lot of points. Um, Bill yeah. Poto wasn't that dominant down the, during the middle of the season, and, and mm-hmm. when Chad got hurt, he was only two points out. So the the interesting thing for me would have been, and if if everything goes that way. And does Bill Poto just dominate those last four? Because I think that would have been that would have been the key. That would have been the runaway point of the yeah. season over anyone. So uh, someone in the chat room says that he's the one with the hundred dollar bet with you, and his uh, his chat room name is Suck It Mathis. So <laughs> I don't know if that's your friend. I don't know if you two got together and conspired on that name. I don't like it. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, man, if he if he could pull it off, that that would be something else. Um, but you know what? JT, at first, I was like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. He's going to, first of all, he's dealing with a sh- shoulder injury. Second of all, Dungeon and Stewart are, are, are strong. But, geez, just a couple years ago, he looked like he had Ryan Dungey covered and Ryan Villapoto covered all day long. He was as good as them. If they got the start, they could win. If he got the start, he could win. Or he could come from, like, there was nothing to choose between those three guys. So why, why not again? It's just, you know what? The memory- Honestly, I feel like if you take the crash away, at Millville of 2011, he's your champion that summer. I think so. Period. I think so. He had a 27 point lead, and I think it was. Yeah, honest, I mean, he won the first moto going away. Yeah. Um, I just don't see. You know. Yeah. Obviously, there was a lot of racing left. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But what can you point to that's gonna that's gonna steer well, you otherwise? I mean, because, he looked to have those guys covered at that point. Oh, well, I agree. But how can you, I watched him last summer, and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, he is dicing with guaranteed guys. He doesn't even know who they are. And, I mean, he was trying hard. So, wow. To, to, I, I have that in my – burned in my mind, and I'm like, this guy cannot challenge for wins after, you know, less than 12 months ago I watched that out on the track. That's so, so different. To, that's yeah, such but a huge Exactly, but if you go back a year before that, it's a totally different guy again. So. Oh, but, man. He's terrible. He was terrible. Yeah, last but if year. you can if you can go from good to bad, you can go from bad to good. It's it I guess. works both ways. Yeah, it works both ways. I mean, if anybody can do it, it's it's the twenty two, right? Yeah, I think I think if if anything, if you should have learned anything from Supercross this year, it's that he still yeah. has that. Right, it's right. still there. If so. he if he wins the title, man, it'll be an all timer. You know what I mean? As far as in our sport, like an all timer comeback, an all timer. Just yeah, like, absolutely. Just, no, and and that's the, we need stories like that. I mean, that that stuff. He he was making the. He was the story of the 14 season until he got hurt. In, yeah. in my opinion, I, yeah. you know, I, there were the, there were a lot of storylines, but it's hard to say that that wasn't the biggest one. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, let's touch on two of these real quickly with you. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but I predicted it would be the summer of of Darren Durham. <laughs> I may have heard something about oh, that. disaster. Too bad for the guy. That's tough, man. Uh, it That's... does, man. It's hard not to like that kid, and just, yeah, uh, man, what a what a brutal thing to have happen. Yeah. Uh, Ping said that uh, he watched Porcel at Glen Helen, put some hard laps in at the end of the day, and him and Baggett were going at it. And then he thinks Porcel just kind of pulled over and let Baggett go, which wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, for a few laps they were going pretty good. Uh, Baggett, Wilson, Purcell, uh, Bogle, Osborne, Anderson. 
Um, nothing's changed from your 250 preview uh, talks to make you think any different than um, Dean Wilson. And, well, actually, didn't you pick Baggett? I picked both, honestly. I picked <laughs> one in a column and the other on, on the radio. So, uh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even mean to, really. I just really can't decide. Anything? Any other news that you've heard uh, since then to make you think differently or to any more breaking thoughts on the 250 class? Not really. Um, man, I really – I think we know what to expect from them. That's that's the yeah. good and bad of it is right. I think we know what we're going to get. It's just who's going to be better. You know, like we yeah. we know who – they're all going to be really good. Um, yeah. It, that, that's – I think that's great, though, in both classes. I, I Other than, you know, I think Dungey is is the favorite in the 450 class, but I think Stu will be the, the fastest. Mm-hmm. I think there's – it's really wide open in both classes. I really believe that. Um, touching on the fly racing guys uh, again, short is going to be strong, going to be steady, going to be good. Gurky is not going to make the start of the races, the start of the Nats. It doesn't look like it. No, I, I'm not positive on that. I probably shouldn't be speaking for the team, but I think he just started riding this week. So. Well, it's Thursday before the race, so if he just started, yeah, riding. exactly. And I, I don't know that. Like I said, I haven't been told that. I haven't asked anyone, but I would yeah. be surprised. Looks like he'll t- he'll take a couple weeks to get up to speed before he gets uh, before he gets back. Um, who do you like in the Cowie team? Uh, back to forties, Weimer or Metcalf? Who do you like to? Uh, it's a big year for Weimer. Uh, he's going for a contract. Um, and man, the strange thing is, I don't hear anything, any rumors about him. You know, so he's got to have a good summer. It is a little scary because he's the only guy I haven't heard rumors about. <laughs> right. So right. Uh, um, I mean, we hear the Moto Concepts thing, so I guess that's not entirely true. But and there, you know, we we go run in the same circles, and we talk to these teams and talk to riders, and you hear, oh, this guy's talking to this team, and this guy got an offer from these guys, but you never hear that with Weimer. So it's a little unsettling if you're on Team Twelve, but uh, I think you'd have to go with Medi in this in this case. I think Medi's very much prepared. I think he he's been, mm-hmm. you know, uh, getting ready for this outdoor season, whether it was in Canada or down here, yeah. it doesn't really matter. But his preparation is got to be you know where he wants it and he, he knew the timetable and what he was getting into and all that so he should be i think you know maybe if not the most prepared guy coming into saturday i always think about like uh, a barsha or a tomac um a web last year the guys that have been sort of getting ready for their national debut and that's they skip supercross and they've just been riding outdoors they always almost always come out with a bang it does seem to help to have no supercross on your mind and outdoor prep only. So I think it. I think it does. Absolutely. Right. So in this case, why can't Metcalf? You know, maybe be better than we thought at Glen Helen. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I full on expect that. Right. I it's think a, he will come theory. out and be one of the best guys early in the season. Whether that continues the whole series and he's a title contender, I'm not sure. But I think he will be. You know, one of the guys that's in this podium fight on Saturday afternoon. Well, it's good because you don't even like them, so it's good. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. All right, JT, thanks for your thoughts, man, on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. I can't wait to see how smart or dumb we look on a Sunday, Sunday morning, Saturday afternoon. Well, Saturday. I already have my own opinions of you, but I don't think Saturday's going to change those. Okay. But, yeah, uh, fantastic. Thanks, jerk. I am excited for the weekend. Uh, hopefully everything goes well at uh, WPS uh, Fly racing there. Do you guys you you make much more than gear? I don't know if you knew that, but check uh, couple things. Yeah, full range of bike stands, tie downs, handlebars, grips, levers, 
and more, visit flyracing.com. And uh, go Trey Kennard, go Andrew Short, go Weston Pike. Oh, wait, no, never mind, not Weston Pike anymore. But Yeah, words still a little bitter about that. Yeah, words hurt. How is Pike going to do this weekend? What do we got, Pike? I got him like 6'7", six, 7'5", seven, seven, five, 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 right? He does. He yep. does go well at Glen Helen. Maybe some but... some gear related issues. No. Have him, you know, <laughs> drop back at some point. Right, right. Be overheating. Pants fall down like Millsaps at Vegas. Yeah, some sort of gear related malfunction is gonna is gonna handicap him. But I think he'll ride well. Some sort of gear malfunction handicaps him. Then JT's on the side of the track, just rubbing his hands together, just smiling. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. All right. See you guys. See ya. All right, everybody. That's been uh, the Outdoor National Show. Start of the Nationals. I'm excited, Tits. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Nice change of pace. Right? Mm-hmm. By round eight, though, ask me, and I'll be, like, waiting for Supercross. Uh... Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. Don't forget NFAB. Anything for your Jeep, truck, or SUV, they've got it. Still working on Ridgeline stuff for those guys, though. I know they're producing it. They're pumping it out soon. Oh, and uh, Glenn Helen's going to see the debut of a new NFAB athlete. So we'll keep your eye on that. You guys will see that. Tits, thank you for your help. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday.